Hello, and welcome to Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, covering political and social issues one liberty at a time, with entertaining insights of current events and important discussions on topics that affect us all, shining the torch of liberty and brightening the future by bringing libertarianism into our everyday life. And now, your host, the friendly neighborhood libertarian, Jason Lyon, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth on Muddied Waters Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. I am so excited for today's conversation. We have one hell of a guest. I The first time I spoke to this man, and I think you guys are going to fall in love with him the same way that I do. The first time I spoke with this man, he, you guys have known me for a while. I love the libertarian philosophy. I love being engaged with the community. I love showing people how much we care, how empathy works, how we can push forward to make a difference in our communities, for the betterment of our people, to set people free in our lifetime. And I'm pretty engaged and pretty pretty energized. But the first time I spoke to this man, Nathan Slusher from Brevard County, Florida, I felt a burning inside my soul to just come out there and, and set the trees of liberty aflame and, and just let it be an undeniable force, a, an undeniable vision for the Republican Party, for people across the political spectrum, for anyone in office, anyone out of office, to be undeniable that what we are doing is for the betterment of society. Nathan Slusher is one of those guys that can energize and engage with anyone and everyone. And he's got some incredible stories that he's going to share with us today about how we can stand out, no longer being looked at as those keyboard warriors, but as somebody who cares about our community. So I hope that you guys are excited for today's show. I am incredibly excited to be sitting down and talking with Nathan Slusher today, um, the chair of Libertarian, Libertarian Party, Brevard County, Florida. So... Before we get there, though, of course, we have to do a little bit of the house cleaning. So thank you guys all for hopping in here today, Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, um, June 24th. Thank you guys so much for being here. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Whether you guys are watching this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Float, re or uh, not Restream, but anywhere and everywhere you're seeing this live stream, thank you guys so much for being a, a part of this. The community loves you. We appreciate each and every one of you guys for hopping in here. But if you guys are catching this live and you guys are catching this later on the podcast, thank you guys for that as well. Make sure that wherever you guys are checking this out, drop some comments, drop some likes, interact with the posts, interact with the page, interact everywhere and everywhere to keep spreading the, the message of muddied waters as we continue to find new ways to reinvigorate people to help spread the message of liberty and make the world a little bit of a better place. So, of course, this is a Muddy Waters Media production, which means thank you to Matt and Spike for continuing to give me a platform to talk about my my opinions, my views, and my stances on things and have incredible guests like we have today. Thank you to Brian Scott Lambrick and to uh, Jenny for the intro that we use on every single one of these episodes. Thank you to every one of the platforms for letting us stay on here, except for Facebook, who is currently shadow banning us, but you know how Facebook works. So make sure you guys are interacting with these posts as much as possible. Hit the bells, hit the notifications, put us as your favorite, help out, get us pushed through this shadow ban. Thank you guys so much. Um, if you guys are looking to take the next step for Muddy Waters Media, you guys can head over to anchor.fm slash muddywaters slash subscribe. This is where for the low, low price of $10 a month, you can get the exclusive third episode each and every week of Matt and Spike. You'll be able to see some of our speeches as we go around the country. And I've got two events coming up. 
Um, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. But head on over to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters slash subscribe so you can be a part of the exclusive Muddy Waters group. We love everyone that comes and joins in here, but we do love those people who are part of the exclusive group just a smidgen more. And of course, if you're looking to represent Muddy Waters Media everywhere you go, if you want, head on over to muddywatersmedia.com slash store. You can get the merch. You can pimp it out on your iPhone. You can throw it on your Android phone. You can get the shirts. You can get all of the great, beautiful merch and show off the amazing people at Muddy Waters Media. Got to talk about some of the sponsors. Pay the bills for the day. Upcoming in August, August 20th and 21st. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, if you guys are near the Columbus, uh, Ohio area, you guys got to come out for the Criminal Justice Reform Summit. Uh, plenty of great keynote speakers will be there. Spike Cohen will be there. I will be there speaking. Um, and we are going to be talking a lot about incredible things that we could be doing in the liberty movement in order to help change legislation and to help empower the people to have better conversations about how we engage with uh, elected officials, which we'll be talking with Nathan about that as well. But this is a free event for all ages. Come on, check it out. Go to rebrand.ly slash CJR. You can sign up today. Head on out there. Free event. They're going to cater food. It's going to be an incredible time. It's August 20th and 21st. Sign up today. There's an incredible A-list celebrity that may be in the attendance as well. Once I get that confirmation, I will spread that confirmation to you all. Next up. This one might be a little foreign for for our guest today, but if you guys are looking for something to do this election night, head on down to Brevard County, Florida, where they are having the 2022 Golden Liberty Gala. You'll have some incredible speakers there, such as myself and Spike Cohen. You'll also have Jordan Marlowe, a elected and re-elected libertarian mayor of Newberry, Florida. And of course, you've got the wonderful Shelly, the Brazilian porcupine. So come on down to Brevard Zoos in uh, Melbourne, Florida. It's going to be an incredible night. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about this more, I'm sure, with Nathan. Um, but this is head on down there. So sign up today to go to by going to lpbrevard.org/gala. And if you're looking to spread your online business, you've got a podcast you'd like to pimp out, whatever it is you're trying to do, head on down there to lpbrevard.org/gala-sponsors and you can sign up today. They're going to appreciate it. It's only going to make this event even bigger and better with you a part of it. So sign up today. And somebody who's been a, a huge help and a lot of things that we're doing here on Muddy Waters Media, head on over to KelseyLionDesigns.com because as you're looking to spread your podcast, your business, your online business, she is somebody who will take you to the next level. Whether you're looking to rebrand your company, put up new logos, get new business cards, publications, you're running a campaign, whatever it is, however you're doing it, KelseyLionDesigns.com, she's going to help you out, take you to the next level. And last but not least, of course, my friend, the man, Dan taxation is theft Berman over there at nug of knowledge wants you to know that you can get the nugs you can get the knowledge and you can get all the love shipped to you by heading on over to nug of knowledge.com use the code bearded truth you'll get 10% off and trust me you're going to love these little nugs of knowledge that you're going to be receiving now without further ado before I, I ramble for too far too long about the excitement 
that I have for today's show um, and, and bore the guest and, and potentially put him to sleep as he's sitting outside in the Florida heat, uh, let's go ahead and, and give a round of applause for my guest today, Nathan Slusher. How's it going, man? Hey, hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me on the podcast. I am super excited. I follow along. I, is, I listen every every new one that pops up while I'm working. I throw it in and listen to so big shout out to you you're doing great you weren't boring me at all it's awesome i'm just excited to be here i'm excited to share my experience and my knowledge and anything we can do to help so i'm i'm looking forward to this conversation a lot perfect perfect yeah so today um you know we started talking two months ago potentially two to three months ago and and the thing that you really brought forth to the forefront of of my mind the entire time was how you guys were standing out both as individuals right nathan slusher going out there and, and standing out amongst the community getting support um changing uh the minds the hearts and minds of of your county council of city councils and you know even some representatives from other parties other parties um you've managed to stand out in a positive way it's not you parading around uh streaking and being like look at that that's a libertarian no it's holy smokes that's a libertarian he is a fantastic guy he cares about us he cares about our issues he resonates with us and and so that's really where i wanted to start today's conversation off and and of course we'll talk a little bit about that wonderful gala later but i, I want to know you know when because this is a new movement for brevard county and it's not just you a part of this. This is your whole team. Everyone's picked up their different things. So what is it? How was it that you guys came through to this mindset? And, and tell me about what that mindset means. So let me give you a little background about how we started uh, as this EC. So the Libertarian Party of Brevard existed uh, prior to this EC forming. Uh, they've ran some candidates in the past, but um, it's never grown exponentially. Uh, it's never been a challenging force here. And so after the Jorgensen run uh, against Donald Trump and against Joe Biden, then we came together after that and said, we're tired of the red and blue. And how do we make Brevard County differently? How do we, how do we become different here? And when we started, there were four of us uh, in a park meeting at a table with a cup of coffee. And that was the first official meeting that I went to. And we decided that we were going to be different. We got some people from other places to come in and they joined with us. And then in January, the following January, so November, December, January, we had our first elections uh, at a Carabas because we didn't have an office at the time. We had nothing. We just had a Carabas. So we met there a couple of times. We had our elections there and we had like nine people there and we elected five as the EC. And from there, we had a lot of work to do. Yes. So we had to rebuild the constitution, the bylaws, the website. And so I appreciate the credit that you have given me. However, it's not possible without my team. I mean, the, the people that I have, that we have, that this county has standing up for them have put in tons of hours of work. I can't tell you how many hours and nights we were up till midnight doing bylaws to make sure that we were resilient for the future going in. And so, you know, we did all of that and that took time. As soon as that was finished, we changed our viewpoint and said, what do we do? How do we grow? How do we actually make change in Brevard? And we picked the government meetings and said, well, let's start 
by going down to our local government and finding out how it works. So I went and another guy went and then we had a guy go to Coco, which is down the road here, one of our other municipalities. And we just went and sat and we listened. We went to Titusville, went to Brevard County and we sat for three months, I think it was, before we ever said a word. We just wanted to learn because we wanted to make sure when we did speak that people listened. Yeah. So we studied the government. How does it work locally? Because it's different than how it works federally or state level. And every, get this, what most people don't realize is every city works different. They can each set their own type of government. So we had to learn what those types of government was, were. And once we got to the point that we understood how the process worked, then we had to understand what they were discussing and their viewpoints. And that's the point where we started speaking. After about three months of being there, um, I think the first trigger for me was when I was sitting in a meeting and uh, the Region 9 rep, Brian Fleming, he's a great guy. We were sitting in a meeting together and the citizens of this city were challenging the county because they wanted to turn one of our sand, actually the park is literally like across the river directly where I'm sitting, but they were challenging the county because the county wanted to pave the park and rebuild the park. And the citizens wanted it dirt for the kayaks and the jet skis. They wanted to be able to access the water. So there's like 75 people in the room and the attorneys on both sides and it's going crazy. People are yelling. And I looked at, at Brian and I said, somebody's gonna wanna know what happened here today. So I started taking notes and I'm like writing notes down on a piece of paper, just writing notes. And I went home and I took all those notes and I put them into an article and I put it out on Facebook uh, in some groups for the city. And the next day I had to take off work because it went micro viral. We had like 19,000 hits in the city. And it was in that moment that I realized how we could affect change in Brevard County. Yeah, no, see, that's, that's the incredible thing that, you know, I think that when we look across the libertarian spectrum, when we look across people that have identified mm -hmm. themselves as libertarian, they go, well, we have to do something. We have to do something. And then they go, absolutely I don't know. Right. I don't know what to do. And then they just kind of sit on their hands. But you guys said, we have to do something. Where can we be effective? And you guys said, who's infringing upon us? And, you know, uh, to not steal from Spike Cohen too much, you know, the most important government is at the local level. So why don't we influence that? Those are the ones who are arguably infringing upon us the most. Why don't we go and change that? And so you guys went straight to the source. I don't think you're stealing from Spike at all, my man. That is something <laughs> we say on a regular basis. Local government is the most important government in our lives. As U.S. American citizens, the local government is where the seat of power should be in your area. It should not be the feds. It should not be the state. Absolutely. The, the most powerful item, the most powerful area is the individual, period. But the most powerful government should be the local government in your own backyard, because that's the one that you could alter or abolish quickly. Yeah. yeah. So it's important to make sure that you're involved in those local governments. Absolutely. And, and that's where we focused. Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the biggest things. Now I standing out as a libertarian and going to the directly to the source, that's a great and fantastic mm -hmm. thing, but you've done something a little bit different that I want to highlight here. And it might be a, a little topical, if you will. You stand out in the room because people look at you and they go, I know that purple haired guy. I know that guy that wears the purple suits. So you decided to make a, a decision to stand out physically, vocally, and ideologically. 
Um, I did. Could you walk us through some of that mindset? Sure. So that decision was completely intentional. Okay. Um, this started, I'd say about two years ago. I don't know the exact timeline because I'm a gray hair dude. Uh, I'm 32 and gray hair. It just runs in my family. It's who I am. And I was so frustrated at the time that I was walking through a pharmacy with my daughter and I'm like, I'm tired of being great hair. You pick a color, pick any color and I'll dye my hair. You know, and my daughter at the time was like, yeah, okay, ha ha. I'll pick purple. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do purple. I ain't afraid. So I did purple and then I fell in love with it because I'm working my own company. Nobody's going to fire me. I, I spent 10 years in restaurants where you can't have purple hair. You can't have tattoos. You can't have piercings. So there's nobody to tell me what I can and can't do. So then when I got into politics, I realized I could use that to my advantage um, because the first thing when I go to people's doors to fix their home is they see my hair. And it doesn't ever turn off and create a negative appearance or a negative insinuation. It just instantly makes everyone go quiet and they process. So it gives me an opportunity to set the first impression every time I see somebody. And so when I started speaking, I made sure that I went in and I had my purple tie and I had my purple hair and my black suit. I think I had a white shirt at the time the first time I did it. But I go in and I walk up to the, the podium and I stand there for three to five seconds intentionally not speaking. Because in that moment, every person in that room says, what's the dude with purple hair doing up there? <laughs> and, it, and they actually stop and listen because yes. I have purple hair. And they're like, what is he going to say? And that is the moment that I have command of the room and I can actually make a decent impression immediately. You're standing and out so visually. And so that is why, Yeah. yes, because it makes people be quiet. I have watched person after person walk up to that podium and I can't tell you the amount of people that they walk up there, they start talking and everyone else in the room is talking. One, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's rude. You don't talk when others, you should not interrupt people like that. They're, yeah. they get their freedom of speech. They get their three minutes. They have a right to talk, you know, but on the other hand, as the person at the podium, you have control of that. You can command the room. You can tell everybody, I want you to listen to me without being rude. And yeah. the best way for me to do that was by having a color that was so bold that people stopped and said, wow. He's got a, his hair's kind of purple. We had a, a meeting at county last year. At the county level, they were trying to raise the fire assessment, which is fire taxes for our firefighters that we pay. It was a 35% increase in the fire assessment. And I, there was hundreds of people there. It was so many people there that they couldn't fill up. They actually had to move a TV outside and have seats outside. And we had people in the parking lot because we couldn't get them in the room. So some of our libertarian people were out in the parking lot. They couldn't get inside the room. Well, when I went up to speak, I took my three to five seconds. And from what I'm being told from the outside, everyone outside was like, that dude's got purple hair. His hair matches his tie or his shirt. I think I was wearing a purple shirt. They're like, his hair matches his shirt. But then everyone listened. They didn't agree with me, but they actually stopped and listened to what I had to say. Yes. When you stand- so that. When you stand against Go the ahead, grain in some way, 
when you stand against the grain some way, people notice you. And then it's it's our job yes. as good speakers, as good orators, to keep their attention. It's not necessarily correct, correct. to change their hearts and minds. So, you know, I, I see all too often that we, we have people that go out there and they stand in front of a, a, of a body of people and they go, I'm changing your mind today. Oftentimes, yeah. it's never going to happen, but you can use those opportunities to plant those seeds of, I care about you. I'm compassionate for the community. I care about these issues. You probably care about these issues, too. At least now they, they, they're kind of cognitively forced to listen to you. They don't have to agree with you, as, yes. as we've said, but they, the seeds are planted now. When you come back There's a month later, a couple it's, it's more, going. you know, if you're trying, I, I don't mean to interrupt. You're you. good. You're good. Apologize. You're good. <laughs> um, but when you're going up there and you're trying to influence change and you want people to listen to you, um, there's some things that have to, that intentionally, you have to intentionally think of. Uh, first of all, is you have to realize that you're not going to change everybody's mind. So instead of trying to persuade everybody to your side, just stand on your convictions. You know, I heard a long time ago, those with the strongest convictions create the strongest gravity. I like that. And I have found that true in those facilities. Those who have the strongest convictions and believe in what they want and they're passionate, people pay attention to. I love that. So you have to stay strong in your convictions. You have to be respectful. Yes. Whether, you know, I can't, I cannot stress that enough as a company owner, as a father, I teach people all the time. You have to be respectful, you know, and, and that doesn't mean we want to be as human beings. There are times that you don't want to be people upset you people. You want to get argumentative, but respect must be given, not earned. You yeah. have to be respectful. You have to smile. When I go up there, I take a breath and I smile at the people because it instantly breaks the ice. And that's important. You need the five or seven or however many people are sitting on your dias. You need them to be paying attention to you. So you need the ice broken. So I walk up to the stadium. You can ask any, or up to the stadium, Jesus. I walk <laughs> up to the podium um, in the room and I take three to five seconds and I breathe because it gets the whole room time to calm down. They look at my hair, they focus. And then it gives the people who were sitting up there, they get the papers, they adjust their papers and they look at me and then I smile. Even if I'm challenging what they're doing, I still smile. Yeah. Um, because it's important. You you have to break that ice, and then you start speaking. You and and I just, I can't stress enough how important it is to be respectful and professional. Just like you were speaking to a board of directors, because they really are. They're board of directors, and in that room, we know that the citizens have the power. We know that. They don't know that. Yep. They think they have the power, and as long as they're in control of that room they will continue to use that power. So we take it upon ourselves to command the room and hold the power, which the only way to do that is to be professional, be respectful and have stronger convictions than the people who were elected because that's how the room pays attention. A couple of years ago, I was sitting down with a very successful businessman. And, and one of the things that he was talking about, he was talking to us about good activism. He was like, I'm not a great activist. I'm a great businessman and I can go in and I can sell people whatever I want to sell them. And he's like, they may not feel like when I walk in the room that they need what I'm selling them. But by the time I leave, more people are think at least thinking I need what he's talking about. And it's because 
if we if we stop treating um, our ideas as just ideas, but we treat those as as a commodity, we treat those as a, a, from a business person's perspective as some a service or a good being sold. When we go in there, every person who is hearing our voice is a potential client. Would you, if you are not respectful, if you're not appreciative of them at least listening to you, are they going to come back and want to listen to you more, or are they going to be like? forget that salesperson. I don't want anything to do with that entire corporation. Right. And so Correct. absolutely on those notes, it's, it's, it's just, it's too important to not be respectful on that front. And it doesn't, you know, does that mean that they have the authority? Absolutely not. Um, pardon me, uh, just not to interrupt you, but the <laughs> rain just started, that storm just hit. So if you hear thunder, I apologize in advance, um, but it's raining all around me right now. It'll so, stop at five minutes to find it's Florida. <laughs> yeah, it will. This is Florida. Okay. So back to my point, you know, you don't have to see the people who are up there, whether it be your council, whether it be your commission, whether you're talking to a state legislator, you don't have to look at them like they're mass authority and they control everything. It's not necessary, but they are human beings. Yes. And if we're, this is important. If we are going to grow this party, we need their votes. Yes. Yes. We need those five people to vote for us, even if they disagree. And that's when you realize that you need them on your side, not you need to force them to do what you want. You need them on your side, which means the best way to get them to you is to have stronger conviction, convictions. Yes. Because then they start coming to you and go, oh, wow, these guys are right. Good example, if you'll allow me to here. Um, I did a speech in Titusville on, it was on civil asset, criminal asset forfeiture, civil asset forfeiture. Um, the city was presenting, the police department needed a new logo or a new sign. That's just the Titusville Police Department. Our sign was old. It needed new uh, light bulbs. It needed new plastic. The sign was old. They just wanted a new sign. And it was like $30,000 for a giant sign around the building, which is not, it's not excessive for a sign. Um, that it was not a battle I was picking at the moment. But it bothered me that we were using forfeiture funds to pay for a sign. So I went up there and it was funny because that night I was in a polo and jeans. I had just left work. I wasn't in my suit. And I went up there and the room was full. And I spoke and I basically told them, I said, guys, forfeiture funds are money that has been taken from people because they didn't do something the government wants. So this is money that in your eyes has a bad past. And I related to them immediately. I'm like, you believe that this person who lost their money has a bad past. I'm like, there is a whew, lightning. There is a vast conversation around forfeiture funds in the country right now. I said, but I'm not here to talk about the ethics of forfeiture funds. I said, what I wanna talk about is what we're using them for. And in this moment, we're discussing using them for a police sign, a sign. I said, if our police department needs a sign, just go buy one with the general funds. We have millions of dollars. I'm like, just go buy one. I'm like, but if you absolutely need to use forfeiture funds because legally they're going to be taken by the state or something, then I suggest you take those funds that have a bad past and you buy a scholarship for somebody or you do something with a good future. Wow. And I stopped and I walked away and the crowd actually got an applause that night. That video is on my Facebook page 
And it was just a nonchalant conversation. Like I didn't think about it. I just went up there and spoke my truth about how I felt about those funds being used on a police sign. Like I support our police. If they need a, if they need a sign, buy a sign. Yeah. You know, we need a new building, buy a building. Like there are things to battle. That was not one of them. And, but the point was don't use forfeiture funds that have a questionable past for a sign. Yeah. That's just bragging to me. I love that you, you, you brought a round of applause from that speech and the thunder I came did. today to, to just and it got, it gets <laughs> keep better going. than that. One of the officers who guards the council, because we have cops that stand in there and they do take people out every once in a while, they get crazy. And one of the officers waved me over after I gave that speech and he said, Nathan, I could not have said that better myself. No, that's an incredible thing. It's... I'm like, when the cops are telling you that your speech on forfeiture funds are dead on, I was like blown away. Oh, oh, and it was so nonchalant. I didn't practice it. I didn't write it. I just went up and spoke my truth about how I feel. And I did it in a respectful manner. And I'm, as you can see with my hands, I'm a very animated person. And so when I'm on the podium, I'm like hitting the podium and, and talking. And then, but here's the thing. The council didn't listen at all. They didn't care. They moved on. It, it lasted two seconds. The crowd cheered, but I made impressions with the audience. And that, that's a, an important thing because we talk a lot about good messaging here. And, and here's something else that you're doing in Brevard County, your team is doing in Brevard County, that a lot of good libertarians are doing that not enough of us, of us are doing. We're, uh, so many of us are looked at as a protest, as don't spend our money, don't do this, don't do that. And right. that's kind of the end of their conversation. But what you did was, is you said, look, not only is what you're doing wrong, but here's a solution. Here's how you actually work through this. And so giving people a tangible path forward um, away from a bad path that they're uh, kind of looking at going down, this is incredibly important. And this is one way that, uh-oh, your internet's going out. Um, can, but, I don't know if you can hear me. I'm, the storm just kind of wrapped around me and went to the side. You're, you're good. But um, so bear with us as, as his storm takes everything out. But you, you, guys, uh, you guys don't just let the... Um, don't let just the, the protest be there. You guys actually come through with no. realistic answers for how to address these problems so that yeah. you guys aren't just the protesters. You guys are, are actually saying we belong in this arena of ideas. We belong in the arena of changing the course of the future because we have answers for people. And that's something that we're yeah. seeing people latch on to. Um, yes. there's, a, there's a story that I don't... Was that was one of the things that we started out with was one of the rules we gave ourselves of the guidelines we gave ourselves is that anytime we speak, anytime we speak, we don't just complain. We actually provide solutions. If we go up there, it must be a solution. And, you know, obviously it's, it's a guideline. If you don't, you don't, it's okay. But we want to make sure that every time we speak, we have a solution in mind because you don't want to just be the complainer. The cities have at every city, at every county, you can go and sit and listen and find one person at least that goes to everything and does nothing but complain. Yep. And yep. You don't want to be that person because nobody gives them credibility. So yeah. if you want to provide a solution to every single thing you're speaking about. I mean, if we all have Facebook friends or 
Twitter friends or, or friends wherever and and you have that one friend that you make a post and nothing that they're nothing is ever good enough for them. They're just negative mm-hmm. Nancy on all of your posts. Are these somebody that you're going to go to and be like, hey, you know, how would you you know, I, I respect you and, and what you're doing. No, but if you had somebody another friend on your 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 friends list that came forward and said, Hey, look, you know, I disagree with it. Um, I agree with the the premise of, you know, the importance of this, but I wanna what about steering the direction this way? Which of those two are gonna make the bigger impact? You gotta take you gotta take the way of making an impact, planting those seeds and and you're not gonna change them that day, but you'll change them in the future, hopefully. At least challenge their But it's their a ideas. long process. You know, a lot of people I feel um, they decide that they want to go to the government and they want to change something. They go in, they are very vocal, and then the council does or the commission does what they always do, and they say, next, yep. and nothing happens. And they get disheartened, and they leave, and they complain online about it. But that's not how you sow seeds. You have to go in there day in and day out, every meeting, and you have to go in, you have to build relationships, you have to speak your truth. And again, I'm gonna circle back to this every time. You have to have stronger convictions than those who are elected. Yes. And 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 to speak to that, um, here in South Carolina, we were creating a movement around civil asset forfeiture. Hey, your internet's back. Um we were <laughs> it's good. Um we were making a movement around civil asset forfeiture. Right. We had several million dollars that was taken mm-hmm. over the time, 39% either not accused or not found guilty of their crimes. Um, and that was the thing. I went to every special election for the sheriff's debates or the, there was a sheriff's office had a special election and we went to every one of the debates and we talked about civil asset forfeiture. We went to every county council meeting and spoke about civil asset forfeiture. We went to uh, the state house and spoke about civil asset forfeiture. We knew that we likely were not going to be successful in in ending it that year, but we knew that we were going to get the attention of people, people who had never heard of it, people who may have disagreed with it, but now there's new seeds, the new perspective to be seen. And so from that, we had so many more people contact us, join in with our movement, and we were able to snowball this effect. And it was by being persistent, having that conviction of, of persevering through all of, all of the trials and tribulations because we were, passionate and we were convicted to make a difference yeah. on this so and it's not just you know you said it you you said you went to everyone and you knew that you weren't going to be successful i cannot explain how important it is to know that 99 percent of the people of any party of any party that walk into a government office lose yeah they all walk in and whether it be they want to speed hump, whether it be they want to stop sign, whether it be they want to actually make change or repeal laws, whatever they bring to the table, because there's a lot of different topics that come up, they almost always lose. The council just says, next, and they move on. Yep. And that's it. And people get very disheartened by it. You have to go in, and if you want to change hearts and minds, you have to plant seeds for the future, not for today, not for right now. We have lost probably 95 to 98% of the battles we picked, but we continue to pick those battles and we continue to build relationships. And that is what's making the difference. That is why they now listen to us. You know, the biggest one we won was uh, we challenged the Florida Department of Environmental Protection. 
Ooh, the EPA, one of the alphabets. One. Yes. <laughs> and so they posted a public notice in one of our newspapers that said this company is going to dump untreated wastewater into the lagoon, uh, our estuary here, which is a big one of our pillars. And so someone sent it to me and was like, can you do something about this? And I said, let's find out. So I went to, uh, I went to the county and we presented a letter, the whole executive committee signed. And we said, sorry guys, this is Florida. This is real Florida. <laughs> but uh, we presented a letter, the whole executive committee signed. And we said, we want Brevard County as a government to send a letter to the EPA or to the DEP and tell them that they need to host a public meeting in this county, not in their office, in this county, and tell us why it's acceptable to do so. So we did that and we got told next. Well, in the room happened to be the News 13 reporter who heard that. And he reached out to us and I went on News Channel 13 Orlando on the five o'clock news headline and the Libertarian Party of Brevard was on that headline challenging the DEP. So then the next week, Brevard County, actually, I missed it because I left at the last minute and it was my fault because I walked out five minutes too soon. But she looks up and she goes, is Nathan in the room? We need to let him know we're accepting their proposal. We're going to tell the DEP they need to force a meeting here. And they did. The DEP came out. They held a huge meeting out here in Cape Canaveral, And there was a lot of environmentalists that showed up. And I went to that meeting. And we challenged them respectfully, professionally. We commanded the room. And I'm hoping change comes of it. Now, there's a story that I don't know how to segue into this, but I want to I okay. want to have this story. I want you to share it, but it talks about building bridges with uh, unlikely allies, if you will, where you may have had somebody within the Democratic Party say, um, F the EPA. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I okay. would love that story. So I can I can definitely, definitely <laughs> tell this one. So in the city of Titusville, we have a PAC, a political action committee. Uh, they're called Speak Up Titusville. It's in a group of environmentalists. Uh, they care about the lagoon, and they're trying to change the charter. They're filing an amendment, uh, filing petitions. That's close. They're trying to get the charter changed where we have an amendment in the charter that allows people to hold the government accountable for negligent or intentional actions that result in pollution. I know that's a lot of words, yeah. but it just gives the citizens the power to hold the government. And, and at this point, um, they're doing a state one that will be able to hold companies. It gives citizens power is what it does. It gives us the power to hold people accountable for polluting the river. So we had them come out uh, to a Libertarian Party of Brevard County Executive Committee. They brought the whole group, and most of them came from the uh, Brevard Democrat Club, I believe. And they came out, and they presented their petition, and they argued their point. And I told them all, I said, you're going in a room full of Libertarians. If you want this to approve, you're going to have to argue your point. And it lasted, I'd say, a good hour and a half, two hours, and it was a heavy debate. And it went back and forth, heated at moments. But at the end of the day, everybody was satisfied with the answers enough. The executive committee actually endorsed it. Mm -hmm. And that was their first political endorsement was libertarians. And it was very odd for libertarians to endorse an environmental action. 
Yeah. But because the way it was giving the citizens power to hold the government accountable, we were like, this is not perfect by any means, but it falls in line with libertarian philosophies. And so we endorsed it. Well, they went and every week they were going to county and or to city and not, at this point county too, trying to get the city to put it on the ballot so they didn't have to follow through with the petitions. They could just have the council do it. And it became repetitive going, oh, uh, you know, we want the charter amendment because, and their, their line was always um, water needs rights. Nature needs rights. Um, and that's been their argument and, and it works in some locations. It wasn't working here. And they did this weekend every week and every week they even made it known Nathan supports it. And I'm like, I do, I like the petition. I, but I support it because I want to be able to hold the government accountable. Yes. And one day I sat down and had a conversation with the guy before we went into the council meeting and nothing major. We were just talking about the state petition and new things coming. And I went in there and I'm sitting down on my laptop. I'm typing away at my articles and I heard him speak and he says the words, he says, we need to be able to hold the DEP accountable. And I'm like, he just used our line. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. Well, since then, I guess they've altered it and, or they've altered their way they apply it. And they're almost to their petition. They have until July 4th, but I, I don't know. They might make it. That's or they a, have to July 1st. That's so incredible. Um, because, you know, you had, you are, you're willing to work. And this is something that I think a lot of us need to understand. While we're trying to corral more support, it means that we're going to have to go and work with people who right. we don't ideologically align with on a lot of things. We won't ideologically agree with every aspect of, of things that are going to come up to our table, but being able to create those allies to work with them. I'm 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 proud of of the time of when I worked with the uh, NAACP. I'm time I'm proud of the times that I've I've went out and and worked with Black Lives Matter on some initiatives. These are things that you know I don't agree wholesale with their actions. Or I don't agree wholesale with their ideology. But there are things that there is that common alignment, and it only is Absolutely. going to give you more exposure. Go ahead. And it's not even that because the reality is at least what we've learned here the. Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, Green Party that live in Brevard County, we're so much more alike than we are alike to the people in D.C. Yes. Like, I can't even explain that enough. And so when you get us in a room, we can easily pinpoint each other's topics that we care about and get each other excited. Uh, for instance, I went to one of their PAC events. They were doing a, uh, a clean water uh, speaking event. It was a candidate forum, actually, and they and they made it tripartisan. It was the first tripartisan event we've held in Brevard County. It was Republicans, Democrats, and Libertarian Party. All the executive committees and all their candidates were asked to come. Well, at the end of the day, the Republicans backed out at the last day, and so it ended up being a bipartisan event between Democrats and Libertarians. So I got to go up there and speak. And for anyone who follows Brevard County. Uh, we have manatees that are dying in our lagoon uh, by the hundreds. Manatees are just floating away dead. Um, and some of our citizens came up with the idea to feed them. They got like a dump truck full of lettuce. They were ready to feed the manatees. The Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission or Florida's FWC came into our town and gently reminded the citizens that it was illegal 
and there would be punishments for feeding manatees. So when I went to this event, I brought that up and said, guys, I was at this meeting. Well, the lady I'm running against was sitting right in front of me. And I gave a, a speech about this and I said, I want a counselor. I want, I want a city council that when the state comes in and says our citizens are gonna be fined or arrested, has the audacity to tell the state to go to hell. Yes, nullify that shit. If it's not, if it's and, not in the best uh, interest of the people, get, get out of our way. We're saying I got a great round of applause from the crowd. They ate it up, and it's true. It's really true, though, because what the the people in power and the voters, there is a mass difference there. Mass difference. The voting Democrats, the voting Republicans, the voting Libertarians versus the elected officials, there is a mass disconnect, and we are trying to capitalize on that. Yes, absolutely. So this is incredible, and the audience is going to hate me for this hard, 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 hard pivot. But you guys have something coming up this November where people can come out and meet you, get engaged with the party, um, meet a lot of other great libertarians, podcasters. You guys are having a star-studded event. Talk to me about this event coming up November 8th. So on November 8th, we have our second annual Golden Liberty Gala. Um, last year we had our first one and it turned to just be, it was a last minute thing. We had like 90 days to pull it off. Um, and we were just trying to make a fun event that was dress up and raise money as a fundraiser. It was a success in our eyes. It was a success. Um, did we bring in a ton of money? No, but we sold like 40 tickets. We had food. We broke even. It was a great night. And we got libertarians from around Brevard to come in that, hadn't involved gotten involved before we got a lot of donations that night it was a win um so this year we are spending the entire year planning it and we're doing our second annual and what i need is i am currently building and i'm going to give a shout out to my gala chair committee uh marie peel my vice chair she is building an exceptional gala i'm super stoked about this thing but what we're looking for right now is we want to build a libertarian base of 50 to 75 libertarians who are going to come. They buy tickets, they come. We need libertarian businesses to sponsor us because we're going to take all that advertising money or all that money from sponsorships. And we're going to dump it into advertising to get non-libertarians that live here into the gala. And then me, you, Jordan, and Spike get to speak to them. <laughs> it's beautiful. So I want to I want to go through some of the highlights of some of the people that will be in attendance. Right? You mentioned some yep. phenomenal people on that list. I'm excited to see you out there. I, I'm I'm so looking forward to meeting you. But um, John Morrissey of Defy the Power will be out there. So everyone who's seen yep. his tumblers across the country, you guys saw his tumbler at national convention. You see him all the time. He will. So be we're there. actually auctioning away another one of those tumblers that night. If, if for nothing else, just come out for the Defy the Power Tumblr. If for nothing else. If you hate if you hate porcupines, you hate libertarians, you hate making positive change to the interactions, Defy the Power will be there. <laughs> Podcasters will be there. We'll have the entire Muddy Waters team. So make sure you guys come out there. We Not only the Muddy Waters team, but the wives of all the Muddy Waters team. I am Kelsey's husband. You got Tasha's, uh, uh, Tasha's husband being there and Sarah Anderegg. Her new name and her husband will be there. You guys have, you guys will also have in attendance libertarian elected mayors, and I believe you guys yes. will also have a potential flipping to libertarian mayor. Uh, I believe that was in the discussion as well. 
changing hearts uh, and at minds. At this point, the discussion has gone 12 different ways, and I can't even keep up anymore. It's becoming a big event. That's um, it's so beautiful. I would love to see uh, people come out. I know we've got people coming from around the state. We have Jordan Marlowe, who is an elected libertarian, coming down from uh, Newberry, Florida, which, if you don't know Florida, it's on the West Coast, and we're on the East Coast, or it's northwest of us. <laughs> But uh, he's coming. We've got people coming from around the state. We've got a couple sponsorships already. We had a home loans uh, people sponsor us. Uh, we've got the Libertarian Party of Florida did do a sponsorship. So they're sending their EC. We have uh, tables set up for Defy the Power I know is coming. We've got Not a Real Libertarian podcast coming in. Um, Target Trading is going to be there. And these are all guys that Libertarians know. Yes. And um, so what I want, and I'm going to ask this. What I want is I want everybody listening to this to pause what you're doing. Stop right now. Just don't stop. pause the video. Don't pause the video, though. No, Continue. don't pause the video. <laughs> pause what you're doing and listen to the video. I want you to go to your computer, pull up another, another tab. I want you to type in LP, like Libertarian Party, lpbrevard.org slash gala, G-A-L-A. That's going to give you a direct link to the gala. You're going to go in there. You're going to buy tickets for you and your whole family. And then you're going to sponsor it so we can get non-libertarians at this event. Because we've already acquired an advertising agency who's willing to work with the Libertarian Party to get us out there. But it costs money. So we need tickets sold. If you're in Alaska, if you're in Hawaii, if you're in Washington State, you've got like four months to figure this out. We can do this. Just buy the tickets. They're 50 bucks a piece for a person. We need as many tickets as we can sold so that we can turn around and use that money and get non-libertarians there. Because that night, that night, I want to change hearts and minds, and I want to see us change our registration. And the comment or the link is in the comments below. I put it out on all the streaming platforms. You guys don't have to type all that stuff in, but you guys should. Um, But you guys can click it if you guys are watching this live. Um, I am so incredibly moved by already by what you guys have done. And just to have this all the your guys' last 18, 24 months just be accumulated into one night as you guys explode liberty into Brevard county i am so incredibly excited for this night um stay tuned everyone of course over the next couple months we are going to continue talking about this there may be a raffle where you guys can win some tickets um and we'll see how we can help support you guys to get out there for the night as well it's going to be incredible you guys have to be stay tuned for that so um but nathan i want to thank you so much for coming on today i i want to give you the last couple seconds if you want to Give us your last thoughts, any, any words on on last bit of wisdom to stand out or so, what have you. Yeah, sure. There's one thing that, that we have done in Brevard County, and this was a team effort that I wanted to get across to everybody. Um, I know a lot of people wonder, how do libertarians separate themselves? You know, how do we become actually different? Um, well, the answer is simple. You have to actually be different. And in order to do that, you need to set yourself rules as a group, uh, rules and guidelines. And we did, we, we were up late one night setting up rules and guidelines for ourselves. First one, we avoid national hot topics. I know it's hard, it's very hard, but when you go to your county, you avoid national hot topics. And there's been some hard ones in the last two years. There's been some real hard ones. So what we did was we focused on local hot topics. We made our own hot topics, government transparency, the Indian River Lagoon conservation, which is our environmental pillar. and um, 
financial independence of our county, getting out from underneath the leg of the state. So those are our three hot topics that we focus on. And when the other two start arguing, we literally go in and they'll be arguing about voting, abortion, that's today's, whatever the hot topic is of the day. And we'll walk in and everyone, you know, them arguing, everyone, and we're like, guys, we're going to save the Indian River Lagoon, let them fight, and we leave. <laughs> Done. Done. And that's very difficult because everybody, everybody in the country has passions about those hot topics. But if you want to be different, if you want to separate yourself from the other two, you literally have to. You yes. have to say, I'm not going to get in the middle of this fight. You know, the school board was a major fight here. We did not get in the middle of it because it was, they even came to us. They came to us and they're like, what are the libertarians saying? And we're like, guys, it's real simple. Abolish the DOE. Done. Done. We walked away. We had different priorities. And saving the Indian River Lagoon, government transparency have been huge in Brevard County. Find And your... that, is, that is what's, yes. Yeah. Yes. Find your own in your own county and stick yes. to that. Don't get sucked into the mess. Yes. Find a North Star and follow on that. Don't turn. Don't don't go away. Follow that North Star. Be different. Change the world. Yes. And dye your hair purple. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Purple or gold. Purple or gold. We just don't do red or blue. There we go. There we go. Thank you so much, Nathan, for, for coming on today. I loved this conversation. I'm going to go back and watch it a bunch of times. I hope everyone listening will do the same. Um. Thank you so much. I, I'm looking forward to having you come back on again and continue talking about some of the successes. You know, let's see if we can get, let's see if we get your entire county council just to say F the EPA. Like, I would love to yeah, see that. That would be awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but thank you so much, bud. And uh, we will talk to you here in a little bit, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Whew. Are you guys are you guys feeling that in your hearts too? Are you guys feeling that in your guts where you guys are like just motivated to go out there and listen to the boring county councils and actually be able to be equipped with the tools necessary in order to change hearts and minds for the future, for the betterment of your community? Um I, I know I am. Nathan has that way. He's got that influence, he's got that touch, he's got that professionalism that we really need to figure out how we can bring that into our own selves as we look to pursue a difference. So I want to thank Nathan for for coming on today and and talking about this. This oh, one of my favorite episodes by far, for sure. Um but with that guys, it is Friday. But it's not the last bit of Muddy Waters for you guys this week. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, make sure you guys are tuning in. We got Muddied Murica. That's right, Matt Wright and myself will be sitting down talking about a recent Supreme Court decision. Tune in tomorrow night. You guys are going to enjoy that. It'll be a good time for sure. But then next week, of course, we have three, count them, three episodes of Muddy Waters of Freedom. Matt Wright and Spike Cohen sent down to parse through the events of the week. Two of those will be made public. The third one, you have to head on over to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters slash subscribe in order to be a part of that third one. And of course, we'll be back next Friday. And I believe, yes, it is. Next Friday, we will have the one and only Spike Cohen. We're going to be talking about things on a little bit of a different aspect. We're going to be looking at the the inward part of, of how we develop and grow through some of the mental and physical ailments that we've faced. Spike Cohen having MS, but persevering through that and being a champion for liberty is incredible. Myself being a military veteran with PTSD, it is one of those things that is 
you know, it, it's a struggle some days. And so we're going to we're going to have a good sit down conversation, talk about those things and figure out how we can develop and push through those things and help each other as they're struggling with those. So I want to thank you guys all for being a part of today's conversation. Thank you guys all for the shares, for the likes, for the comments, for the love that you guys give us each and every week here on Muddy Waters of Freedom or Muddy Waters Media. I love you all. I appreciate you all. And I'll see you guys tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Love y'all. Take care. Be well.